What's going on, guys? This is your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. Welcome back to another episode of the LCR Media Podcast. I am back from Nashville here uh, from the huge convention, Pod Rose, our second rendition um, of Pod Rose. Bigger and better. Looked awesome. Sounded awesome. We got, got a lot of great content coming down the line. I know I said that while I was at the huge convention a couple of episodes ago, just kind of getting you guys prepared and pumped and ready. Um, but, you know, so some of those episodes are already coming out. Same thing with John Pajak with Profits with Pajak, Paul James in the Green Industry Podcast. Uh, all all of us have tons of content. Also, um, the Lone Star Lawn Talk with Andrew Martinez. He was there as well recording some podcasts. And we had um, some other fellow podcasters on our podcast. They stopped by um, Erica Krupin with uh, uh, the Scoop podcast. Krupin's Poopin' Scoopin' is her business. She's a, a poop scooper. That is a growing business. I know those of you that know in lawn care, if you are privileged enough to have that in your, you know, on your properties, that's that's fantastic because there's plenty of times where we're, you know, we're, we're ahead of them or, you know, we're, yeah, like we're ahead of them. And I'm like telling the guys, hold on, hold on, just hold up. Let's, let's do the front first, you know, before you go in the back, which you should do the front first anyway. But, you know, like sometimes we get ahead or whatever. And because I can see, you know, the, 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 the poop scoop companies, you know, on the street coming down, you know, the way, and I'm like, let them go do their thing. So that's less for us to have to worry about in the backyard. Um, so I, I know, uh, you know, or, or we get there b- behind them and, you know, they're, they're leaving and we're like, you know, cheering and fist pumping each other like, yeah, you know, less, less dog poo to have to navigate and worry about. Cause no matter how hard you try, you always seem to step or run over some, some of it somewhere. And it's like, and you never know it or realize it until you're back in the trailer or worst of all the truck. And everyone's like, what the heck, you know? So anyway, it, it's just a terrible situation that, um, it's part of the territory, right? I guess. But at the same time, there's so many different ways to deal with that. And, you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. That's not the point, the, uh, topic for this, uh, podcast episode, but I just wanted you to know, or I mean, um, yeah, I was just explaining a little bit about what that what that is and how my neighbor the neighborhoods that I take care of have a lot of a lot of folks have that that service. So it's much appreciated. I think that's the best answer because it's 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 obviously providing a good business for those business owners such as Erica Krupin as well as you know giving us less poop to have to deal with, you know. <laughs> so uh so any anyway, so Erica was there as well. She um she she I think got on all of our podcasts. So uh, she has a podcast as well, the scoop talking about all types of stuff with uh the the poop scoop business as well as just business in general and just a, a lot of a lot of motivational things and just day to day things and you know sh- sh- a lot of females can relate to her. So she's got a female perspective which is really cool and unique and we don't really have any of that in our industry, in the podcast world, or in general. I know that's something that uh, Brittany Allman um, with Allman Landscapes, that's something she's been trying to focus on. And I know she's got a, a group of females that that she's a part of, and they try to do different things and, um, you know, different meetups and just, just try to make a difference and, and hopefully get more uh, females on board and, and um, you know, empower and motivate other females to be a part of you know, they're the business they're already in or starting their own business or, or whatever. Um, but anyway, so Erica was there also. Um, Chris Pegnia was there. He's from the learning with leaders podcast. So he stopped by as well. And 
Um, I'm not sure how many podcast episodes he was able to get on, but he definitely got on mine. And I believe he was on uh, Payjack, John Payjack, Profits with Payjack podcast. So definitely um, uh, some episodes there. So we had a great time overall, uh, ultimately, is what I'm trying to say, at, at Pod Row um, at, in Nashville. The huge convention was great. We got a lot of great feedback from everyone that attended. Um people that we met for the first time there as well as those that you know those of you from the community from lawn landscape that, that that came as well you got a lot out of it a lot of speakers of course there's the the showroom floor the expo that had all the different booths you know for pressure washing window cleaning gutter cleaning um christmas lighting that's that's a big one that's something that seems to be the new up and coming thing in the lawn and landscape industry um, and, you know, there's a lot of interesting stories there. Like, for one, the huge conventions start out as just a pressure washing convention. I guess it's I'm, I'm guessing that's why I was called the huge convention, because it was like the biggest convention for pressure washing. You know, it's not, you know, it's not a quip expo for, for lawn and landscape, hardscape and all that with, you know, 25 to 30,000 folks. Um, going, you know, it's a huge event, but the 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 huge convention was in its own space a big event. You know, I think this year there was uh, over seventeen hundred people. They said show uh, came attended, so it it's just, and the place seemed packed. You know, it was a nice big showroom floor packed with exhibitors, packed with attendees. It was hustling and bustling, lots of stuff going on, lots of folks. You know, at Pod Row. Uh, coming in and out, we we met a lot of pressure washing folks, of course, and a lot of them had stories of transitioning to Christmas lighting. And you know, it, it was the whole the whole narrative was coming to the huge convention back in the day when it was just for pressure washing, and apparently, you know, uh, one or two Christmas lighting folks were there trying to train people or show people, you know, how to, to do Christmas lights, like how to add that onto your business. And, and a whole bunch of pressure washers kind of, you know, inquired about it and, and jumped on that and fast and started a Christmas lighting business. And they either have, still have the pressure washing business and Christmas lighting, or they sold the pressure washing business and went all in the Christmas lighting and their, you know, multi, multi-million dollar Christmas lighting business. Meanwhile, that's only like three or four months out of the year. Like that's the small, I mean, that's basically, I guess, this, like, you know, winter. It's like, you know, like the same time frame that you would be plowing snow. You could be, uh, that is, is a similar season of Christmas lighting. You know, you got to put them all up starting in November and you take them all down in January. Um, so November, December, January, I mean, it's like three months really. Um, but you know, it's, you can set it up. They, they explained all this. I had a previous episode. If you haven't heard that with JC, Mr. Christmas, he, um, was kind of breaking it down where they teach the guys in the Christmas lighting business to focus on selling all year. You know, like as soon as the year's over, as soon as, you know, you take all lights on January, don't just rest and re- recover in February and just kind of coast along until, you know, midsummer and start gearing back up. Like, no, you try to contact everyone right away and resell them for next year, you know, get them on the books early so they can get, you know, the first on the list, you know, the first week in November, you know, start getting set up and um, so that they can get the most out of their time from November to January, you know, to mid January or whatever, um, to have all their lights up and you can set up a 12 month billing program so that you're getting, um, you know, you're getting paid your cash flow all year long, even though you're only working like three to four months. You know, I say four months because there's a lot of pre and post work above and beyond the actual clients, right? Like, 
you know, I, like in October, you're getting everything set up, making sure everything has, you know, uh, is, is ready for all of the jobs that you have. And you should have ordered that stuff, you know, months, weeks and months prior to that. And which again, if you're not planning this stuff all year long, it's hard to plan all that out effectively, but you know, you're doing that stuff before you start setting it up. So before November, you know, you're already planning and strategizing and make sure you have everything that you need to, you know, put all these different Christmas lighting setups together for all of your clients. And then after you take them all down in January, you still, then you have to put them all away and store them properly and label everything and, you know, just have everything super organized and ready for next year. So it is more of like a four month time period. Um, but really only three months of, you know, putting them up and then taking them down like the actual season, you know, like if something, you know, a light bulb goes out, you know, in December, you know, you're hopping back in there and you're fixing that or whatever, making some adjustments or adding on like, so, you know, you're always on call like that whole time. And some people want, some people are, are still last minute, right. And they, they're contacting you the middle of December and they, you know, are one or two weeks before Christmas and they want lights. And if you have room in your schedule then you can bang that out too. So, you you know, you are working most likely those entire three months. And anyway, <clears throat> I was pretty pumped about hearing all about that. Uh, I, I'm definitely an excited, like I get excited doing Christmas lighting for my own house. I just don't know if, if that would take all the fun out of it if I did it for everyone else. I mean, that's not really the case with lawn care, but I do know that um, you know, I, I, I've always loved lawn care for my, for myself. And then I now have a lawn care business and that's all great. But when I come home, a lot of times, a lot of weeks, I'm just really not feeling, you know, taking care of my own yard. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the mood to cut my own lawn. Like I, just, I come home and I want to take a shower and eat and relax and, and go to bed, you know, like, or whatever, whatever, go out, you know, with family or whatever the deal is. Like, I don't want to have to now squeeze in cutting my lawn. Like I just mowed lawns all day. I mean, it's just like, just like the chef that cooks, you know, a microwavable meal when he gets home or, or whatever, you know, the, the, the doctor that's, that's, you know, not as healthy as, as he should, you know, physically, you know, like it, it, it's just one of those things where when you're doing something all day, every day as a profession, when you get home, you just kind of want to tune out, you know, you want, you want to take that hat off and just relax and, um, you know, so whatever, but so, so I, I say all that to say that as fun as it is for me to do Christmas lighting for my, my myself, I, I don't know if I'd want to do it, you know, um, as a business, but I do see the opportunities and so many people talking, meeting so many folks at the huge convention and everything. It just, it's, it's really, um, it's been very motivational and hopefully those of you out there that are interested in it or have gotten into it. There's a lot of resources and a lot of great feedback on our podcast, a lot of great um, conversations on our podcast about Christmas lighting, as well as pressure washing and all that. But Christmas lighting was, was really the focus. And then the huge convention just kind of morphed into this pressure washing, um, Christmas lighting, you know, combo conference convention um, and with, with, you know, some other things mixed in like gutter cleaning and window cleaning and, and things like that. So um, I did see a mower. I saw a, a mower at an exhibit. Uh, one of the, um, one of the booths, they had a, a, a mower, I forgot what brand it was. And they had like some crazy, like instead of like a mowing, like where the mowing deck would be, it was like a special pressure washing deck. Like, um, you know, those big driveway pressure washers that, that you, I don't even know what to call them, but it's not like the wand. It's like you attach like a big, uh, surface cleaner type thing to the end of the wand. It's got like big, big bristles on it and the water underneath spins really fast, high, high pressure and, and it just kind of loosens everything up and the bristles, 
you know, just kind of scrub everything off as you're going back and forth over the, uh, over the, the driveway. So I'm getting, you know, I didn't really look into it too much. I was just kind of like, Oh, look at that. It's a mower pressure washing hybrid situation. That's cool. I took a picture of it. I'll, I gotta remember to post that at some point, but I thought that was pretty cool, but I didn't look into it too far, but it looks like that it's that instead of having like, you know, a surface cleaner on a wand and walking back and forth and, you know, some of these, some driveways, so some of these like estates and really big driveways, really big houses have really long driveways. So I can't imagine Man, like you need multiple guys with multiple pressure washers and and surface cleaner, you know, attachments to be able to to do that. Like that would take forever. So this is, I'm guessing, is a way to speed that up, where you just get on your sit down zero turn, hook hook it up to the old pressure washer uh, hose, and you just ride up and down the the driveway. You know, one slab. You know, like the 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 width is like the width. Of, I don't remember. If it looked like a 52 or 60 inch type width deck. AK surface cleaner and you just go up and down the driveway, you know, one pass all the way up one way, one pass all the way down the other way and you just clean it off. It's, it seems pretty genius if it works as well as as it, as it looks and and you think. So anyway, so there was a mower there. I thought that was a pretty genius idea combining those two things. And you know, I only know a little bit of this from from being a homeowner. You know, I clean my own driveway, my own house and stuff like that with my old Costco special pressure washer, right? But um you know, and then I see some stuff on, on, on YouTube and, and, um, you know, Paul talks about it a bunch cause he's really curious about it and then learning about it at the huge convention. But so it's like this whole hybrid thing now, but it's more focused on Christmas lighting and still pressure washing. So there was a lot of good info there. So, uh, there's a lot of great speakers upstairs and kind of throughout the, uh, the convention centers and the, the, uh, the Gaylord Opryland resort. It's just a beautiful place as well. Um, just that in and of itself, they, you know, they have a water park and like, you know, uh, this whole like greenhouse effect inside, you know, the whole roof is glass and it's controlled, you know, climate, you know, it's always, it's warm and they got, t- they have tons of real plants everywhere. They've got like a, uh, a little, um, I don't even know what it is, a canal. There's like a little canal inside there. You can take, you know, boat rides, like a little river boat ride through the canal and, it's really, really pretty. It's really nice. If you, you know, again, back to Paul Jameson's original points back in the day or back, you know, back in the day, back uh, before the huge convention, when he was talking about it, like that it's in Nashville and Nashville's a really nice place. And the Gaylord Opryland Resort is a really, really nice place. So if you have a spouse or significant other, you might want to take them along with you, you know, if you're going to come because it's a great time. And that's why I did. I brought my wife and we had a good time. Um, I know John Pajak brought his wife and his daughter. Uh, I'm not sure if they went to the water park, but I know they definitely went to the pool at the resort and did lots of fun things there. So just lots of great things to do in and, in and of itself, you know, outside of the huge convention, just at the at the resort and then just all around Nashville. Like my wife and I went downtown in Nashville um, one night and we and we had a good time. Um, so the, the, there's just lots of great things there to do. And um, I, I believe they're going to continue having the huge convention at at Nashville every year or at least next year and so on. So definitely something worth thinking about if you didn't go this year, you know, keep listening to all of our podcast episodes that are coming out um, to get, to get that feedback and that info. We interviewed a lot of the speakers as well as a lot of you guys and girls that went 
and attended those speak speakers and then gave feedback on on them. And like I said, there's a lot of positive feedback, a lot of good speakers talking about, in some cases, pressure washing or Christmas lighting, but a lot of things could still apply to our lawn and landscape businesses. And then a lot of other folks were just literally talking about business, you know, just like I said, leading up to this, you know, knowing your numbers, marketing, um, you know, JC, who was on my, on my podcast not too long ago, uh, previous episode, um, he's talking, he, he spoke twice. One was about Christmas lighting, zero to a million dollars in Christmas lighting. And the, the, the second time that, that his, his second speech was, um, I don't remember exactly what it was titled. I don't remember the title, but it was, he was, it was basically, you know, like, I think it was implementation or something like that of, of, of what you learn or knowledge or something. Basically it's about, you know, you come to these conventions, trade shows, whether it be equipped, the huge convention, so on. And you learn all this stuff. You write down all these notes potentially in your phone or in your notebook or both take pictures of slides or whatever. And you're super pumped. But then what do you do from there? Like you go home and you start forgetting about it. Like, you know, how do you implement some of these things? How do you take action? Like literally at the at the show while you're still there, like literally after this, the seminar is over, what's your first step? What do you do? You know, who do you call? What emails do you send? What plan do you start coming up with or strategy or whatever? So he was speaking about that. So that, I mean, that's like super beneficial. I mean, that, that applies to anyone everywhere in, in, in all of our industries, entrepreneurship in general, when you go to different conferences and seminars and things like that, like, so a lot of good value, good feedback. Like I said, that I got from everyone, that attended that. Um, and really we got a lot of great content, which is also the main goal as well. <clears throat> Had a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, good time. Uh, Jonathan Batoshnik, the lawn care millionaire was there. Um, <clears throat> he, he got on, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he got on, um, Paul's podcast and John's podcast as well. And, um, he, he, he was, uh, oh, he also got on, on Andrew's podcast. He had been on my, he's been on my podcast before. So I wanted to make sure that he did everyone else first. And if he had time to get to me, then, then, then that'd be great. But if not, no big deal. I know he had, he was busy, had a lot, a lot of plans. He was just kind of there unofficially. Um, you know, he wasn't like a, a scheduled speaker or anything, but I mean, there's like mastermind groups that he's a part of and, you know, it's like the millionaire club, right? Like everybody kind of knows everybody. Like it, 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 it's, it's like us in our community and social media, right? Like me, Paul, John, Brian Fullerton, Caleb Allman, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of us content creators that know each other and, and um, work together and create content together and, and put on and go to different events together and, and so on. It's, you know, it's, it's just another version of that. Like, you know, that the, the, the multimillionaire club, you know, it's all these folks that are, have, you know, multimillion dollar businesses and, or have sold different ones and so on. And that they, they all just kind of have known, get to know each other from different groups and they form masterminds and, you know, get together at different things, invite each other to different things. So, you know, Paul, uh, Jonathan knew some, you know, some of the people at the huge convention and they asked him to stop by and if he could be a part of a couple of different things. And he said, sure, you know, and he brought his son and, you know, they hung out in, in between all that. And, um, Jonathan and I did get to talk off air and, and, and catch up cause he's been traveling for the past two years on a two year, almost two years, uh, sabbatical, but it's going at, by the time it's all done in March, it'll be a two year sabbatical where, you know, he sold service autopilot for those of you that don't know, um, a couple of years back and he's just been traveling the world with his wife and, and kids off and on, um, you know, always with his wife, but his kids have been, their kids have been with them, 
uh, for a few trips here and there. But I mean, they st- they have school and all those kind of things. Um, so they couldn't go to all of them. So all the rest, he was, it was just himself and his wife. So a lot of reconnecting there, a lot of just enjoying the fruits of his labor, all of his hard work and taking time off to really, you know, strategize um, and decompress like and, and strategize what he wants to do next. And, and you know, he said him, so himself on on Paul's podcast and probably Payjack's podcast coming up. If it's not out already, you know that how he really, um, you know, he's 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 uh, getting he's itching to get back, you know, out there and start working again, doing who knows what, you know, investing in something, building something, so on and so forth. So, lots of big plans for him for sure. Um, you know, I, I won't reveal all the secrets, but uh, you know, some some of the things he he talked about um, on air. So, look forward to those episodes. Check out the Green Street Podcast. Like I said, I know that episode's already out. Um, by by the time of me recording this episode. So that was a really good two-part episode. It's always great to hear from Jonathan, listen to Jonathan. He's super knowledgeable, has a lot of ex- life experience, business experience, and so forth. And I can't wait to uh, see what he has next going on. Welcome to another Toro Tuesday. This week, I wanted to focus on the Toro Multiforce D-Thatcher. So the D-Thatching attachment, I've also used this. This is a, a great... Um, add-on service or almost like a a specialty service for your turf care clients. Um, It's great for spring cleanups. It's basically what it is. If you don't know uh, what even what even dethatching is, there's different machines that you can get for dethatching, powered machines, and it's basically like a big power rake, which just uh, um, automatically, instead of going, you know, walking around the, the whole lawn with, with an actual rake, you just get a machine that you can walk back and forth like a mower or an aerator or any of those kind of heavy duty walk behind machines. And it just does the raking for you. It just has tines that power its way through and kind of dig up any of the, the, uh, the debris, you know, leaves, little sticks, um, Thatch, which is why it's called dethatcher. Thatch is just broken down plant material that just eventually kind of breaks down and creates like a little bit of a barrier, a layer um, just above the soil down at the bottom of the grass blades. And what happens is when that gets too thick in some areas, which can happen for various reasons, you know, if you're not cutting the grass properly and mulching up the grass clippings properly enough and it just, just accumulates, you're not blowing it off or cleaning it off. It eventually just gets matted down and it, it chokes out the grass. It prevents nutrients like water and, and air and sunlight and fertilizer, or anything else from going, getting down into the soil. Cause it just sits on top of that thatch and ends up just breaking down and absorbing into the dead thatch, which does no good for anything. Um, And like I said, it eventually kills the grass because it's just not getting the nutrients that it needs. So you'll start finding different patches throughout the lawn that are dying off. and, And a lot of that is because of thatch. And there may be other parts of the lawn that die off for other reasons. You know, maybe the neighbor's dog or people walking by their dogs are, you know, uh, relieving themselves on the lawn too many times, not people not cleaning up after them and so on. And that, that too much of those kind of bodily chemicals, you know, will burn the lawn or someone spills something, you know, too much fertilizer or weed killer or gasoline or anything. Um, or it's just, just, you know, dries out, you know, you just didn't do a good enough job watering, you know, certain sections of your lawn, or maybe, uh, you didn't know the sprinklers weren't facing the right way or we're just off a little bit. So it wasn't completely getting the full coverage in a certain area that you needed. And that grass dies off either way, whatever the reasons are that the grass may die off also without thatch, then that becomes thatch, that dead grass now becomes thatch. So 
all the dethatching methods are great ways of getting rid of all that thatch so you can expose the soil or just kind of clean up that grass area so that you can get nutrients down in there, whether you're fertilizing, you know, uh, like I said, air, sun, water, all that, just getting all that cleaned up. So doing this in the spring is a great time to really freshen up uh, the turf and get it ready to, to green up and bounce back quickly. Um, so it, it, it's just a great spring cleanup service. I've started offering this for my lawn care business. So now having this attachment for my Toro Multiforce makes it so much easier because I don't need to rent or buy a separate machine. I can just put this attachment onto um, the front of my, my Toro Multiforce and I can just go back and forth basically raking the lawn. Um, so it's really helpful by using the patented the patented uh, tines um, that, that come down and you know, make contact with the, with the, the ground. And it just, like I said, lifts the thatch without damaging the healthy turf grass. It combs the matted grass, gives the lawn a clean hand raked appearance. So it's just one of those things that you can add on as a service. It's really helpful. I would say every lawn, you know, uh, similar to aeration will benefit from, from dethatching. So, this is a great attachment that you can use. It's very easy um, to use. It also folds up like the leaf plow so that you can store it easier when you you know drive the mower back into the trailer and so on. Um, and it, for all the visuals, as always, go ahead, if you want to see what it looks like and uh, potentially see it in action and so on, go ahead and click on the link in the episode description for Toro.com. That'll take you there fast. Hey, guys, did you register for the Equip Expo yet? The sooner you do, the less you have to pay. You can use code LCR to save 50%. There is also a link in the episode notes to get you there fast. But if you're already on the website, you can just type in promo code LCR to save you 50%. Also, did you hear the rally is going to be at the Yum Center at 6 p.m. on Thursday night? The same place where the Third Eye Blind concert is going to be? Downtown next to the Galt House. That's right, the Yum Center. They're going to, we're going to have the rally there at 6 p.m. So I hope to see you guys there. That's free. Thanks to Echo and all of our other brand partners, like always. But this year, it's going to be at the Yum Center, downtown next to the Galt House, where Third Eye Blind Concert's going to be. Hope to see you there. Again, link to register for, for the rally and to save 50% off Equip registration is all in the episode description. Hope to see you there. Lots of great folks stopped by. Folks that I expected to stop by, like Marvin Salcedo, and then folks that I didn't expect to stop by, like Jonathan Batoshnik, the lawn care millionaire. So lots of good times, lots of great content, and so on. So I just wanted to kind of recap all that. I don't even remember where I was where I was even going with this episode, but I just know that this is my first IBG episode recording fresh from um, that, fresh from Nashville, fresh from the month of August, if I'll be honest, um, that that's also what I wanted to say. I wanted to recap the month of August because it's, it's been a doozy for sure. Um, I've been, I traveled almost as much as Paul. I think Paul traveled every week in every weekend or week in August. So he traveled like four different trips and I did three different trips. So he, he went to X mark the first week, I believe of August or somewhere around there shortly after that. And then he came right, right from that. A few days later, he came, drove to North Carolina, met me and Mitchell Gordy at Mitchell's house down, down North Carolina. We, we connected with some, some folks. Um, uh, he, um, he, he, I was supposed to meet him at Crest Commercial. 
um, which is a brand that we've been working with recently. Um, they're all battery powered product, but there'll be more to come with that. I have a, a podcast interview scheduled with them coming soon. So stay tuned for that. We're going to talk all about the history of Crest Commercial. What are they and so on. But I've already started putting out content on Instagram and YouTube uh, about Crest Commercial because they sent me a pallet worth of products for me to try out and and um, evaluate and, and share with you guys and girls. So if you haven't already seen that, go check that out at LCR or Lawn Care Rookie on Instagram and, and YouTube so that you can check all that out. And there'll be more to come as well from now till the end of the year, basically, as well as the uh, podcast interview coming up. But I was supposed to do a bunch of that stuff while while we were there in North Carolina. But I'm not going to go into the whole story or any of the story because I went into it in great detail on Paul's on the Green Industry podcast on Paul's uh, podcast there. Um, that's come has come out several several um, weeks ago. It came out, I believe, or a couple weeks ago, whatever. Several episodes. I was going to say for him ago because he puts out one, you know, five a week. So it's probably you know a good ten episodes ago. But at any rate, I explained the whole thing there, and it, it's so exhausting and stressful. I don't want to relive it and talk about it all over again, but getting down to North Carolina was was very difficult for me. And the main goal for going going to North Carolina was to drive down um, the Toro Titan Max 60-inch zero-turn mower that I have from Toro. They gifted it to me uh, a while back, you know, to make content, use it for my business and so on. And, you know, I, I really don't need it for my business. So I made a bunch of content. Um, so I can do whatever I want with it. And, you know, instead of selling it or just having it just hanging around my storage, taking up space, I wanted to find someone in my, you know, in the community, basically. And I went through my subscriber base. I felt like that, you know, that's who like the, that is the community, right? Everyone that's, that's, uh, on Instagram, YouTube and all that and following along. So I was, I wanted to find someone in the community that, would benefit from that, you know, hopefully maybe even change your life and business. So that's what I did. I was able to find Logan Simpson. Um, he was following, he's following me and coincidentally Mitchell Gordy and Paul Jameson all on YouTube. We didn't discover that until that, till we got down to North Carolina and started talking about the whole thing. And then he told us that when we were there. Um, but we kind of already speculated that cause they were like, Oh, I remember seeing that name in the comment section. Wow. You know, so he, he, he is a great, great person to win this be, or not, not win it. It wasn't like, it wasn't a contest. Great person to receive this gift because, you know, he's a really po- positive, engaging person. Like he, he's always leaving positive comments on our, on our YouTube videos and interacting with posts. And that's how I found him and, and got to know him a little bit more. And we started emailing back and forth and I found out, you know, uh, what we asked him what a setup was and, you know, kind of his backstory a little bit. And, you know, basically he had been mowing lawns for professionally for four to five years with a 21 inch, um, self-propelled mower where the self-propelled part broke for a however long, you know, like it's been broken for however long, a year or two or whatever. And, um, and it's the family mower, like, you know, it's his parents mower, like he uses it to cut their, their home, their house grass, you know, as well as all the customers that he has. So, I mean, who, who, who better, you know, that, I mean, I know there's a lot of other Logan Simpsons out there, but you know, who, who better to, to gift that mower to and completely change his life and his business 
you know, I, I thought it, I, I thought it was, would be a great idea. So I wanted to drive that down, you know, put on a trailer and not, you know, like I rented a trailer and drove it down to North Carolina because that's where Logan is as well, coincidentally, which that also factored in, right? Like some of the people that I was thinking about or that I was looking at, you know, if they, if they lived in like California, that's a little bit more of a, a challenging ask. So the fact that Logan lived not that far from me, you know, only like four hours or something like that, I think, um, down by Charlotte, North Carolina area. So yeah, like, like four hours, I think four, four and a half hours. Um, maybe it's like three and a half, four hours anyway, close enough, but still pretty far. So I figured while doing that, while going there since I'm in North Carolina, let me hook up with Mitchell and see if he wants to be a part of it. And as well as ask Paul, if he doesn't mind driving over from Atlanta, because it's about the same amount of time for him, like four, four, four and a half hours or whatever from Atlanta to, to get to Charlotte. Um, you know, and then another couple hours to get to, uh, Mitchell's, um, in, in, in North Carolina, he lives closer to me than, than Charlotte. So we, we both met, you know, met there and, and, and we got together and we hung out with Mitchell for, um, for the first day and we kind of strategized and got ready. You know, Mitchell cooked us some hibachi, uh, steak and chicken and all that. Like, oh man, shrimp. It was, it was amazing. You know, on the low, if you guys don't know, Mitchell's got a lot of hidden talents that he keeps to himself. Like he's had like multiple, different lives it seems like and his uh, uh significant other hannah she always <laughs> is always joking about that she she's always saying how you know did mitchell tell you this did mitchell tell you that oh yeah you know like apparently mitchell's a great bowler like he's a professional bowler <laughs> or amateur slash professional bowler like he wasn't on the pba tour or anything but i guess he's a legit bowler with his own ball shoes like epic stuff i mean you know a lot of people have their own ball and shoes and they're not really that good but apparently he's he's legit um so i, I would like to test that one of these days um he was like a professional chef at some fancy restaurant back at some point in his life. So he just, he's just a cooking machine, chefing up machine. Um, I don't even remember that. So many other things, (laughs) so many other things. It's just, it's just funny because when you don't know that and you discover that for the first time, you're like, man, how many talents does this guy have? But, um, it, it, it makes good conversation and good, um, good, um, uh, hosting for guests, right. You know, like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to make you some fresh hibachi. Like what? Hibachi night. Oh, okay. You know, like, let's go bowling, Bang! you know, like strike after strike, <laughs> stuff like that. But anyway, we, we always, we always have a good time. I always have a good time, you know, um, hanging out with Mitchell and, 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 and whenever, uh, Paul's involved, everyone has a good time. Paul is just a good, fun, loving guy that just enjoys life, you know, and he's just, it's contagious. So it's just always fun to be around Paul because he's just always laughing, always making jokes, always creating great content, always somehow finds and stumbles upon the viral stuff, you know, the viral clips, you know, somebody's picking their nose or doing who knows what. And and there's Paul with his phone out recording the whole thing. You're like, why in the, how in the world did you time that, that perfectly? You know, he just become a, he's become a content creation machine. Um, but anyway, so we, 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 we had a good time there. And like I said, there's a, there's a whole story there of me getting down there. That was, it was, it was really, really terrible and challenging, but I pushed through it and, but I was unfortunately not able to make the meeting at Crest Commercial, which they're also in the, um, Charlotte, North Carolina area. So I was trying to do it all at the same time. Like I'm the one that kind of, you know, persuaded them to, you know, meet with us on that Friday, uh, myself and Paul. 
And then we were going to go ahead over to Mitchell's and have dinner and, you know, get a good night's sleep. And then Saturday morning, head on over to, uh, to Logan's down in Charlotte, North Carolina. But so that's a lot, that's a lot of back and forth, obviously go to Charlotte, then, then, then the Mitchell and then back to Charlotte and then home for, for me and Paul and all that stuff. But I, I actually did stop at Cujo Yardware on the way back home. Cause it was like the halfway point between Charlotte and uh, Virginia. So that was a good stop, stop for me to go. Uh, I actually, I say Cujo Yardware. I didn't, it's not like their headquarters. Cujo Yardware HQ is actually up in Michigan. And then they, I, I think they have a facility in Ohio, he said, where they keep all of their, all of their footwear and all of their uh, stock for their product. But like, you know, the rest of the team lives up in Michigan and works in up in Michigan, you know, sales, marketing, all that. Um, but Sean, <laughs> the, the owner and creator of Cujo Yard, where he lives in North Carolina. Um, he moved from Michigan to North Carolina for very similar reasons that that my my wife and I moved from New York down to Virginia. So there's a whole episode there. I had Sean on uh, not too long ago, several episodes ago. You can check that out. Um, you know, there's a, there's the whole story there, and I was hanging out at his house and checking out all the prototypes. You know that um, that he's that he designs at his house and has them shipped to his house and he tries them out and cuts his own lawn and does all this stuff. He's just, he's got more shoes than his wife. We had a lot of jokes about that off air, but, um, I think we talked about that a little bit on air too, but he, uh, he's got a lot of shoes, a lot, a lot of footwear. Cause he's, you know, he's always trying a lot of things out and he's trying to come up with, you know, new, new improved versions of what he already has and come up with some new styles as well, which there are some new styles coming, coming out this October, um, for equip. So look, look forward, uh, be on the lookout for that. Check out, stop by their booth, check that out. And then they should be available to purchase in, or for shipping in, in, in the spring. So you can place your orders at equip and then, uh, you'll get them in the spring. So, so I, I, I try to get the most out of my trips is, is what is, you know, back to what I'm trying to say here. And, if I'm going to drive or fly somewhere, if I can get more than one thing done out of that stop, I'm going to try and do that. And unfortunately, it does end up making things a little a little hectic and, and you know, a lot of hustle and bustle and stressful at times for me and potentially other people that are involved. But I'm just trying my best to get the most out of life and the most out of my opportunities. You know, I, I try to, um, you know, I try to create as many opportunities as I can and um, get the most out of those opportunities as well. And, and, and then the opportunities that are presented to me get as much out of those opportunities as well. Um, Paul has an awesome quote that he has been saying recently on his podcast that I can't remember at all, but something about, you know, something about opportunity, you know, like, um, just, uh, utilizing that the, 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 utilizing the opportunity while the opportunity exists type thing, you know, it's, it's something re- really cool, but I just for, forgot what it was, but basically that that's it in a nutshell. So I was trying to get the most out of the North Carolina trip and it just didn't work out because of all the things that I talked about on the green industry podcast episode, so many hurdles and road bumps and potholes and walls and, uh, storage units, all kinds of stuff. So trailers, it, it was just one debacle after another. And so there's just no way for me to get down there early enough Friday morning to be able to meet up at, at, uh, Crest Commercials HQ, uh, with Paul and, and, you know, demo their stuff and talk to the team and, and, um, you know, d- do a podcast and all that. So unfortunately that, that didn't work out for me, but Paul was able to do all that. He was able to get a bunch of content. He was able to, um, like I said, get a bunch of content. I think, I think he recorded an episode on the podcast as well. Um, and so on. So, um, so he, he came to Mitchell's and met me there. I was able to get to Mitchell's, you know, at a reasonable time, we hung out and spent some time together, kind of decompressed. Um, 
had dinner, bust out the podcast board and, uh, you know, start up the green industry podcast. And, um, I told my story and then we talked about, you know, it it was a two parter of course, right. Whenever I get rambling, it's a two parter. So (laughs) on the green industry podcast, but then we, then we talked about equip and everything myself, Mitchell, you know, talked about equip and the different things we have going on, like Mitchell's event on Tuesday, and my quote unquote, my event on Thursday, which is the community event that I've just been trying to keep steering in the right direction, just keep it going so that it, it doesn't, it doesn't fall apart on, on the community. Cause it's such a meaningful meetup, you know, AKA the rally, the YouTube rally that we've had since 2014 when there was only a handful of people and I didn't even go that year. And then after that, it was the rest was history. 2015, I was there, um, 2016, it started to grow tremendously, and I created the Facebook group Road to Equip. At the time, it was Road to GIE, but now it's Road to Equip, um, and that's been growing year after year after year. We've got, I think, 3,000 or almost 3,000 Equip fanatics on in that group, which is kind of insane. That's that's a that's a large amount of people just for an, for any group, let alone such a, a niche group for like Equip. You know, like it's not a group for you to just go on there and say whatever the heck you want to say, you know, or try and sell stuff or whatever. It's it's only about Equip. So you know, we, I've got a lot of at, a lot of moderators on there to try and help me keep all that nonsense. You know, Facebook keeps evolving and creating all these different helpful administ- admin tools for Facebook groups, which has been helpful um, to be able to implement some of those things so that when we're all busy and someone says something random or, you know, tries to spam the group, you know, we can try to, you know, the the Facebook algorithms, you know, that there are settings that we have, try to combat that a little bit until we can get to it and address it properly and so on. So, but all the information for the, the YouTube rally on Thursday night at 6 p.m., which is going to be at the Yum Center downtown, the KFC Yum Center right next to the Galt House this year. So check that out. It's going to be awesome. We have a the VIP room all the way upstairs holds over 600 people, which that's been our max so far has been 600 people the past few years. Um, it was a little less last year because there's a huge concert there. Um, a huge concert downtown that everybody wanted to go to and, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so some, and some, some people left early, some people didn't even come at all to the rally cause they just wanted to go downtown and get there. You know, even though copper and Kings where we normally have it is downtown, it's a different section of downtown and so on. So whatever people, you know, it's not like you just walk down the street. You do have to actually drive to a different part of downtown to, um, to get to the actual fourth street live where the concerts were. So this year the concerts are going to be the main concert on Thursday night, just like last year, this year, it's going to be at the Yum Center inside the KFC Yum Center. So I I figured, you know, if we have the rally there upstairs, we can just go downstairs and check out the concert, you know, so we don't have to worry about picking and choosing where we're going to go and when or leaving early or whatever, uh, you know, or even if we do want to leave early, it's just right downstairs. You know, you just take the, the elevator or the escalator downstairs and boom, you just go in there, get your seat and and you're good to go. So we can still have a good time, network and collaborate, hang out, kind of decompress the first full day of Equip on Thursday and just have a good time. Of course, food is going to be catered thanks to our brand partners like Echo and many others. Um, Cash Bar as well there. So all the same stuff. It's just going to be completely indoors this time instead of um, you know, at Copper Kings has been indoor and outdoor. And before that, the mega caverns was all indoor. So it's just a similar vibe to that, but it's all going to be in one big room upstairs in the Yum Center. Everyone can be all spread out. There's 
huge windows um, going all the way around so you can look out onto the river. I'm sure that'll look really beautiful, you know, when, when it gets darker and everything's all lit up and so on. So just a really cool, unique opportunity that I wanted to, again, you know, take advantage of that opportunity, uh, make use of that opportunity. So that's that's at 6 p.m. Please register for that. The link for that is in the episode description so that I know who's coming, how many, know how much food to order and t-shirts and all that kind of stuff and wait until the last minute makes it really stressful for me. Um, so, and brands, you know, want to know what's going on, you know, how many people so far and all that. And it, it just, you know, it makes it so much easier if you guys, if you know, you're going to equip, just register to, and you want to go to the rally, just register for the rally as well. It's free, but you need to register so that we know who's going. Um, and if you haven't registered for equip yet, if you're still on the fence or whatever, uh, you should definitely go, but I'm not going to you know, go down that rabbit hole in this episode either on, on why and all the things there and trying to persuade you. I've done that many times before. And so have so many other folks on their podcast, but I do want to say that if you, if, and when you do decide to go to equip, if it's this year still, um, and you, and you, you register, you can save 50% off by using code LCR. So, um, you know, the, the, the early birds probably going to be over by the time this podcast comes out early bird pricing. So the pricing is going to go up. So you definitely want to utilize that 50% off, as much as possible. So if you haven't registered yet, go ahead and use code LCR and get 50% off. Um, there's, there's also a link in the episode description and just click on and go right to the registration and the, and the code, uh, LCR is already entered in there. So you'll get 50% off and so on. Also Mitchell's event is, is, um, on Tuesday, like I said, at Merrill's whiskey kitchen, I believe it's in the afternoon this year, like three o'clock, I believe. But all again, all that information, just like the rally, I mean, the rally information is in the episode description, but there's also more details, um, like a post on the, in the Facebook group road to equip. So if you're not a member of that, go, go on Facebook and just type in the search road to, and it'll probably automatically populate equip, but it's road to equip. Click on there, ask to join, answer the questions, boom, and you're in. Um, and, um, Mitchell's event information will be pinned to the top and any, any of the important announcements are all up at the top there pinned any, any like meetups. I know there's several others. Um, there's, there's one on Wednesday and so on. So there's, there's a lot of good stuff going on at equip, a lot of great networking opportunities like at night after the show or before the show even starts like Tuesday, you know, there, there is no show until Wednesday. So Tuesday people are, a lot of people come in on Tuesday, you know, um, equip has their own welcome reception in the evening, which is why I think Mitchell pushed his meetup earlier in the afternoon so that people can have a good time, um, when they're coming in and, and then also still go to the welcome reception if they would like. Um, at Equip, which is, um, you know, downtown as well. And in another, another facility, I don't remember, I think it's the KICC or something, but again, all that, all that information is on the road to Equip Facebook group and anything Equip specific is on their website at equipexposition.com. Um, you can check all that out. So, um, where was I going with all this? Um, Oh yeah. Okay, man. It's been a long, hot day and I starting to, my, my, my rabbit holes get deeper and harder to get out of. But, uh, yeah, I was just saying, because, um, on the podcast, Green Street podcast at Mitchell's house, um, earlier this month, uh, or, or I'm sorry, last month, earlier in August, you know, we, we also talked, Mitchell and I also talked about our different events at Equip and, and what we look forward to and so on and so forth. So those episodes all came out already on the Green Street podcast. So check that out. Everything went fantastic. Um, the next morning on Saturday, giving away the mower to uh, to Logan, and I asked Paul and 
Mitchell, like I said, to join me and also be a part of creating the video. So I had a very unique idea, which you'll see in the video, which is out now on YouTube. If you go to LCR on YouTube, you can check that video out. It's probably the most recent video. If not, you can just look and see, you know, there's not there shouldn't be only like maybe one one video or a short or something ahead of it, but it should be easy to find. It's, you know, mower giveaway, um, you know, the thumbnail. It's pretty easy to, to, to see. And you see all of us, you know, stand there next to Logan sitting in the 60-inch zero-turn mower. He was definitely excited, definitely shocked to see Mitchell and Paul. He knew I was coming to give him the mower, but he didn't know Mitchell and Paul were going to be there. So that was like an added bonus. And, you know, all three of us had had our GoPros and we were just recording the whole time. So lots of different perspectives. And, you know, Mitchell would say different things on his camera. Paul would say things. I would say things, you know, like so. It, and it was a really, really unique, collaborative way to make make this video. And, and I, I just thought it was the perfect setting for it because I wanted it to be the best video that it could be to hopefully help you guys feel like whoever's watching the video feel like they were a part of it, you know, like feel like they were there and got to witness it, you know, firsthand as best as possible. And I I feel I'm really happy with how the video came out. I feel like we were able to accomplish that for the most part. Um, so if you haven't watched that yet, please go ahead and check that out again on, on my YouTube channel at, at LCR or lawn care rookie. And, um, check that video out. Um, it, it was a good time. We had a good time shooting the video. We had a good time hanging out with Logan, hearing his story and seeing how happy and excited he was. And I'm just glad that I was able to to help someone out in this community to help change their business in life. So I look forward to, to, to uh, keeping track of everything that Logan's got going on so that, um, you know, we can support him in any way possible. So that was kind of the first main thing for me was that. Um, and then... What what else? What do we do? Oh yeah, then then we went to Toro, which um, I'll have to make a separate uh, episode about that just to talk about that Toro experience. Um, that that was a, a phenomenal time as well. Um, this is this was the third time, the third year that we went, where we went up to Minnesota. Um, you know, Toro had some different things planned for us to kind of just ha- have fun together, network. You know, with the Toro marketing team and. Um, uh, engineers and so on. Uh, just, just you know, that the main people in charge of all the different components, all the different equipment, all the mowers and hand tools, and all the things that 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 we use and that you guys see, you know, on YouTube and everywhere. Um, we got to hang out with the team again for the third year, um, and then um, go get it, have another have a, a factory tour for those that haven't ha- had one yet at the Toro headquarters. Um, learn about all the new stuff that's coming out, um, as well as get to go demo it all. You know, that was how we ended everything. It was, it was a two day, two day trip. I mean, it wasn't really two full days. You know, everyone kind of comes in on Friday, on a Thursday, I believe it was. We all kind of came in on Thursday, went out, had dinner Thursday night together. It was a baseball game, um, triple a baseball game, pretty nice stadium, nice, you know, box, you know, uh, upstairs that we got to, uh, be a part of, uh, be in, be at, you know, nice food and all that. It was a really good experience. And then the next day was when we went to the headquarters, like I said, had the factory tour and got a lot of content. I got a interviewed, um, uh, Jared, um, from the, uh, from that, um, that day, that morning, uh, on the podcast, that'll be coming out as well. Um, and then, and then after that, we, we went to, like I said, we went to, to a different 
location to demo all the new stuff and then some of the stuff that's already been out, but it's kind of like new and improved type deal. So they told us all about those things as well as all the new stuff that you're all going to be able to see yourself and demo yourself at Equip Expo in October. But we get to talk about it and show it uh, relatively soon, sometime this month in September. So, um, so that was a good time. That was another trip the following weekend, uh, after the North Carolina trip. And then the, and then my final trip was the end of August, which was last weekend, I believe, or last week, whatever, um, was Nash was come back from the huge convention in Nashville, Tennessee. And I already spent the last, whatever, 30, 25 minutes, maybe talking about that. So it was definitely a busy month for me. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that, as hectic as it was to have all that going on in one month, I'm, you know, I'm glad it was all in one month because now it's done and I can just focus on other things now for September, Octo- you know, just for the rest of the year, you know, October, we've got equipped. September is a pretty, pretty low key month for me. I can just focus on, you know, my son's in college, started college that that was in August as well in the midst of all that, that, that was one of my trips actually. So, you know, like we talk about, you know, Paul took four trips and I took three of those four trips, but because I didn't go to Exmark, um, but I think like the same week that he went to Exmark, same weekend or whatever, I was moving my son in into college. So, you know, I, I still had a lot going on in August, um, you know, and then then kind of digesting and processing all that, you know, not having my son home anymore and, you know, all that, that whole new dynamic, you know, no more going to the gym together and, you know, laughing, having a good time, watching TV movies, going out doing stuff, mowing the lawn together, you know, nagging him to do his homework, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, like, come on, dude, you're about to graduate high school, you know, get, get your work. Don't, don't, don't screw it up now, you know, get your work done, man. Don't, I know senioritis, you know, hits hard, but stay focused, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, all that stuff, you know, just being supportive and, and all, all that and doing all the music stuff that he does and marching band, like all that's just gone. It's all just over now. So it's definitely bittersweet. Um, you know, our daughter graduated college as well, um, but that wasn't in August. That was in the beginning of the summer. They both graduated around the same time, like a week separate from each other. Like my son graduated from high school. My daughter graduated from college. Those of you that don't know, I'm 45 this year. So, yes, I have a daughter in college. I was 20, whatever, 20 something when she was born, 23 or something like that, maybe. Um, so, uh, I was young, but not like, you know, in high school or anything. Like some people look at me like, what, you have a, a, chi- a daughter in college. And like, you see the, the wheels turning in their head. They're trying to process everything. Like, were you like 14 or something when you, when you became a father? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like, but no, no, I, you know, I'm just, I just look, I get, look a lot younger than I am. But at any rate, so yes, I have a daughter that graduated college and my son graduated high school and then went to college, started college and my daughter came home. Um, so she's back home. She got an internship straight out of college to the, uh, the zoo, which there's not a whole lot of zoos, believe it or not, in, in, in this country and in this area specifically, there's one zoo in Richmond, the Richmond Metro Zoo. Um, Metro Richmond Zoo, Richmond Metro Zoo. I, I don't remember which which order that is. She's going to be mad at me. Sorry, um, but it's it's in Richmond, and then there's one in D.C. You know, that's probably more popular and and well known and infamous for people that are you know have kids or go to zoos or whatever. The D.C. Zoo is pretty big. And not as impressive, you know, not or not any more impressive, I should say, than the Richmond Zoo. So if you're anywhere close to the Richmond, Virginia area, you should definitely, and you, and you have kids or whatever, you or you love zoos, you love animals, you should definitely stop by that zoo. Like, it's a little known 
you know, well-known kept secret, unfortunately, but uh, n- like not everyone knows it's there, but cause there's not a lot of zoos um, and, and it's there and, and it, it's great. Um, we've got, we, we, we went there a bunch of times before, you know, when she, when our kids were a lot younger, I mean, they have zip lining there where you can like zip line over the top of certain animals. Like you're really high up, but it's like epic. And they're like looking up at you. Like you're just zipping along, you're zipping over water. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. Like it's not just, you know, a a zoo where you're looking at the animals and feeding some animals and, you know, all that stuff. Like learning about the animals, like you're, you can, there's a whole nother thing of zip lining. And then I think they just added America Ninja Warrior too. There's a whole obstacle course outside of the zoo. Like there's just a ton of property that the zoo owner has, which is a whole nother level that we've learned since my daughter, our daughter has been working there. But so anyway, she is, it's a big deal. You know, she graduated with, um, um, natural life, sorry, sorry, wildlife conservation, um, degree. Uh, so she, she, she loves animals and the environment and all that. She took tons of classes with trees and plants and animals and all kinds of labs and researching and all that. So this job is perfect for her to be a zookeeper. So she's a zookeeper intern at, at, at the, at the zoo. Um, and you know, hopefully she, she's hoping to become, you know, a full-time zookeeper after her internship is up. She's doing a great job. She gives us tons of feedback. She tells us tons of stories of the positive feedback that she gets from, from the zookeepers there and everything. So it seems like, you know, it's hopeful and she'll, she'll get offered a full-time job when the time comes. Um, so that's cool. But ultimately she wants to like travel the world, not even just the country, travel the world and work at zoos and national parks and, um, conservatories, or I think that's the name, um, just all different thing, all these different places that are protected that take care of animals, whether they be, be endangered or just, you know, animals in general, maybe they were injured and they need to be rehabilitated and so on and so forth. And, and, and they use those opportunities to help educate the public that come and visit. You teach them about these animals, how to take care of the, manim- the animals, how to be better with the environment, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so we're definitely proud of her. Uh, she went to South Africa, Oh, uh, last summer an internship um, while she was still in college and she was hooked. She was like, man, I wish I could just live in South Africa and work at this conservation. Um, it's that, that's what I was trying to say. Conservation, not conservatory. I don't know what that guy was saying, but conservation, she learned a lot and got to do a lot of stuff there. So that's pretty epic. So, um, so th- this, this, this is just, I'm so happy that my kids, you know, are doing something that they, that they both enjoy, that they're passionate about and that they're good at. She's good at, you know, learning and knowing and taking care of animals and plants and all that. My son is really good with music. So he's going to to a really good music college for music, majoring in all types of music, piano, percussion, um, marching band, all this stuff. So he's, he's having a time of his life so far. Hopefully he doesn't get overwhelmed. Um, you know, but there's, there's always those transitional times. So we're trying to be supportive and all that. But I said all that to say a lot of transitioning there this month, um, but our daughter is home with us. So at least we have our daughter back, you know, with us, just different capacity, right? She's working every day, just like we are. And she's older and, you know, like she's an adult, you know, she's her own person. She's doing her own thing, but we still have a good time watching movies together or whatever, you know, going, going for walks, going to the pool, whatever. We're still enjoying the summer as best as we can together. 
while it's still here and all that, you know, walking our dog, playing with our dog, all that, all that good stuff, um, cooking dinner together and everything. So that's kind of helping easing the transition of our son not being here, but it's still, you know, it's still a transition. It's still kind of bittersweet, right? He's moving on to bigger and better things, but, um, you know, he's, he's not here. So it is what it is. But anyway, so I was dealing with that as well in August. So big, busy month in August, next month or this month, I should say September, a lot more low key, just kind of chill, relax, just trying to, you know, it's the dog days of summer still, like it's a long, hot day today, which is, this always happens to me. I've said this before on other IBG episodes and I start rambling or going down rabbit holes or, you know, losing my train of thought you know, that I just, uh, it's been a long, hot day. Oh man, my brain fried, but that's just the way it is here in, in, in central Virginia. It's, it's been, it's been hot and it always is. It's always hot, you know, July, August, especially are the hottest months. And it kind of tails into, uh, carries over into, I mean, um, September and then it kind of starts leveling out a little bit towards the end of September and still pretty warm in October. It doesn't start cooling off and getting cold till the end of October, early November. And that's when we finally get our first frost and the grass starts slowing down. We just kind of, you know, finish off the season by the end of November. Grass is, isn't growing. Then we're just taking care of leaves and and, and that's it. So, um, you know, we're, we're rounding out the, the the fourth quarter here as as some some folks in the community back in the day, like Johnny Moe, you know, used to say all the time, it's fourth quarter. So, you know, let's, let's uh, finish strong and um, I'm going to do my best to keep uh, making these valuable podcasts here without me um, rambling and losing my train of thought too much. But um, so, yeah, so I look forward to September because it's a little more low key. I can relax, regroup, plan and strategize, prepare for October with equip and everything that's going on there. Um, we got the morning show, aka uh, or formerly known as Influencer Live, on Thursday morning. Then, like where we podcast live on stage in front of a live studio audience, which that's awesome. This this will be the third year that we've done that. Been been fantastic. It's been standing room only every year. They keep giving us more space, and it's just you know it's just not enough. Um, the community is is very supportive and you guys come out and we have a great time. And I've heard that you guys learn a lot of stuff from from Influencer Live now called the Morning Show at Expo. And it's not even something that you have to pay extra for. It's all included in your registration. It's 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 at the Expo and it's at 8 a.m. on Thursday before the show even opens. So you just have to have your badge. You get in there and you just go over to the left to the main ballroom there. And there we are in the morning show. So we get everything kicked off with that. And then you go, you you got the the whole rest of the indoor outdoor show, the whole rest of the day. And then, like I said, we have the YouTube rally that night at 6 p.m. at the KFC Yum Center. All that that information for that registration and everything is in the episode description. Don't forget to um, register. If if you haven't registered, there's the code LCR to save 50% off. And, um, yeah, so lots of stuff going on. Um, and uh, of course I'll be making content all, all along the way at, at equip. I'll be at some booth meetups like Toro, of course, and I'll be at the echo means business social media lounge on Wednesday, recording a bunch of podcasts. So stop by, say, Hey, um, that's like outside of the, of the, uh, the showroom floor, like in like the lobby area. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not hard to find at all. Um, so I'll be doing that and, you know, kind of bouncing around, you know, on, on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Um, but Thursday is the big day for me uh, and and those of us that are involved, you know, like Paul and John Pajak and Caleb Allman and so on, because we're doing the morning show and then we're doing whatever else throughout the day. And then we have um, the rally at night where we all get together and have good old time. So lots of stuff coming up for that, for that. But like I said, for like the 10th time, probably by now, um, 
looking forward to just kind of chilling out a little bit on uh, in, in, in September here and trying to uh, just uh, decompress and prepare for October. So anyway, I'm really, really rambling now. I'm just going on and on about who knows what. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. I'll wrap this episode up here. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to, to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.